Welcome to Film Tweakers. Picaresque audio reviews of all of your favorite films. A Film Tweak is an extemporized commentary track that is intended to be synced with a Blu-ray, DVD, video stream, cable TV, etc. to enhance your personal viewing experience. Film Tweakers is a seasonal bi-weekly podcast. Please visit us at filmtweakers.com to hear more movies get tweaked, as well as to find other film-related amusements. So it, this this probably will not make it in the final tweak. We haven't said Mark yet, though. It, does, um, it doesn't sound great. Uh, is there a way we could say you should have died after Three's Company, John Ritter? Is there um, a polite way to say it? And like you could say you should have quit, but that's like not. An, I still want to say they should have died, but in a polite way. Maybe like you've been like, dead to the world since Three's Company ended. Like we like say Robert De Niro. I want to tweet at Robert De Niro. <laughs> you should have died after Taxi Driver. That's the message I want to uh. send, but I want to say it politely. <laughs> There's no polite way to say that. Yeah, so we just think of a, a hashtag that sounds nice, like hashtag Wish you should, have killed your, should have killed yourself at Robert De Niro, taxi driver. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have started the movie yet. I haven't paused, but like the, I don't know, some symbol, came, like whatever company this is. I'm not even sure. The Morgan, Morgan Creek. Creek came up, but like I haven't. <laughs> yeah. I had it paused on the just the close-up of the creek and it's like the worst illustrator job i've ever seen unless it's my television it's like really angular and like poorly done um i'll i i suspect that they did not use illustrator on that logo whatever it just cut out (laughs) i bet some guy had to use a fucking exacto and like a piece of acetate (laughs) i guess yeah it probably took him four days to make that here i am shitting on it (laughs) He did like five jobs in his whole life, and this was one of them. See that Morgan Creek logo? I designed that. Would you like a latte? The work group, you should have died a week before sending out that letter about your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) You should have died before your birthday. Yeah, maybe someone tweeted that, and that was their response. What about, uh, I've got a, a... Hashtag for you, Twobituaries. Wait, what is it? Twobituaries. Two? Twobituaries. Don't okay. You, don't you guys put TW at the beginning of everything? Twinkings. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Twinkings, tweem-ups. I wish I'd done tweem-ups, but <laughs> I forgot. I fucked up last night and sent a live tweak uh, hashtag, but I, I put a space in the middle of it because I was sending it from email. About how we should live tweak the interview, but I've been oh. reading that the torrents for it are like just, or the downloadable versions are just uh, viruses, <laughs> <laughs> which is excellent. That's great. it serves everybody right for trying. Yeah, to don't fuck it. with Sony. I'm not anxious to see it, really. I mean, I, I wish they had released it, but like, I don't want to see it any more than I did want to see it before. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't care that much, but I actually would have seen it. I think, I think, I think those dudes are kind of funny. Yeah, I, mean, I like the Pineapple Express and that other one they did 
with the uh, end of the world thing. They're funny, that, but yeah. not funny enough that I cared if they ever made another one. I would just idly watch it a year from now. I'm just saying that like the controversy doesn't make me want to see it in, that much more. You know, I wish they had released it just because I think it sucks that they were afraid to, but I'm not going to rush out to download it. I'll probably still watch it in two years or something. Film Tweakers stands by the interview. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not as outraged as Judd Apatow is. Let's just say that. Did he make that movie? He probably is an executive producer on it. He's best friends with this guy, so he probably, yeah. He made their careers. He's at, he's at least making money off I, of it. I heard a story about those guys, though, that they... What's that? Go ahead, Sean. Go ahead, Sean. Amsterdam. Oh, I was <laughs> just going to say, uh, I heard that those guys have this so that the the uh, studios won't interfere with the production. They say, listen, what's the absolute minimum amount of money you'll give us that you won't tell us what to do at all? And then all the people that all the actors support them enough that they're like, we'll take either a pay cut or take producer rights instead of uh, instead of like their SAG uh, minimum um, just to make sure the movie gets made. And then they just reap the rewards by having made it for so little money that they make a ton of money. Uh, I saw someone posting how they're famous but not talented. And that's that's <laughs> The most astute observation I saw for those guys. I'd agree with that. I mean, they're entertaining, but I don't think they have, like, any talent or innate humor. Uh, i never seen them be funny that wasn't a script. I think it's hard for me to wrap my head around because they're just, like, the roles they're playing are just, like, some dude I would know. So it's hard to really think it's that funny i think if you're like to maybe my parents or like somebody younger who hasn't ever met somebody that just acts like that they uh would find it funnier but to me it's just like i mean i think it's funny but i also think it's funny because it's familiar hey roscoe uh is there some way that someone can be funny in a movie where you believe that they're actually funny because aren't aren't most movies scripted and how would someone make a space for themselves to be funny in a movie? Like Robin Williams or something, just not Wait, I'm sorry, not what? reading lines the whole time he's on set. He just acts insane. Just what? Do you want me to repeat that whole thing? Someone's re- someone's reception is really bad, is it? One of y'all's? I think I think for me, uh Amsterdam's cutting in and out. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna want to check your recording. I'm not doing anything. Can you guys not hear me at all? Now, now I can, I can yeah. but I could not hear your entire thing about the comedy. Okay, we we can cut that out then. I was just asking if you, you. It doesn't want you. <laughs> your tablet Jesus doesn't want fuck. You to say it. North Korea is stopping you from asking this question. I think. Get your claws out of there. I'm going to have to sit here with this thing on my... Can you hear me? Hello. I don't know where the microphone is on this thing. Oh, there it is. 
Check, 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 check. Wow. That's really bad. That was <laughs> really bad. Hello. This is going to suck to watch a movie <laughs> like this. Here's the problem. It'll disappear, and we don't know if you're just not talking or if you're in a room talking to yourself for three minutes and wondering why we're not responding. Yeah. We need to have... All three of us should have background music playing so we know if the person's there <laughs> or not. Uh, I don't know what to do or say. Are you Are you hearing me okay right now? Now it's good. Okay. Uh, so... Roscoe, you were saying something about Seth Rogen and James Franco not being funny. They just read scripts. Well, they are, there... they're they're writers too, but I think they have to write what's funny. They're not just naturally funny. I don't know. Is there is there someone in a movie who you think is just naturally funny in a movie? Like I don't I don't imagine that Jeff Bridges is that funny, but as the dude, he's fucking he's fucking hilarious. <laughs> That's true. But he's not a comedian at all. Yeah, I think there are people who are comedians who also that probably comes through when they're acting. There's probably comedians who can't act, like Jerry Seinfeld, as we said. Uh, and there's also actors who do great comedic work, but they probably aren't funny themselves. Uh, I've never, I know you've never seen Arrested Development. I have seen a couple of them. You probably hate it. I do hate but it. The guy who plays uh, Joe Bluth, I don't know his real name. Oh, he was married Will, to Amy Will, Poehler. Yeah, Will Arnett. Yeah, I've seen him in that, and I think it's fucking hilarious his character and the way, he, like his timing and everything. But the guy himself is like not funny at all, and he even says like, "I'm a dramatic actor. I was I've never done comedy before." Really? But somehow, yeah, and I've never <laughs> seen him be funny otherwise. He even says like he just approached it you know, as a project or as an actor, and he knew he was supposed to be funny, so he was. But he's not going to just say something funny in an interview or, like, off the cuff. I actually think he's hilarious, but only in, you're right, only in movies. I've never seen him just talking. I, yeah, I think he just turns it on, like, because that's his job. He also plays kind of like the deadpan. He's funny because he's, like, deadpan, so that's, I can imagine a dramatic actor being able to do that. Yeah. Uh, I think that those guys are probably just stupid funny, the way a guy in the street would be, but they're not really remarkably funny. I mean, they, they're they writers too, though. Like, they write that stuff, so does that dispel your theory? No, I said they wrote stuff, but they probably write things that they know are supposed to be funny. Uh, they're not funny themselves, like walking, you know, if they had to be on at some point. I'm pretty sure James Franco is not funny, like in an interview or something, or like trying to ad-lib i'm sure he can't do it um we should uh try to find a way to hang out with them say if Ro that's true robin williams is funny or not like that guy i think probably had a natural ability to do stuff all the time um uh, probably the stuff he's in movies when he reads stuff is less funny um i don't think james franco could do what robin williams or rodney dangerfield might be able to do <laughs> or andrew dice clay <laughs> the th the three the three kings of comedy. <laughs> well, have you ever seen a uh, Andrew Dice Clay movie? It's terrible. Have you? I thought it, yeah. he was in in Blue Jasmine. He was incredible in a serious role. I haven't seen that one. I've only seen him in uh, Ford Fairlane. Ford Fairlane <laughs> and Pretty Pretty in Pink. 
Ford Fairlane, though, was the point when he was too big for his own good. Like, he thought he could do anything, and that movie sucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, they probably just knew he was a super popular guy, and let's uh, let's cash in on that and give him a blank check, and he can't do it. Speaking of it's people... It's like every Saturday Night Live movie. Right. Speaking of people who should have died uh, or killed themselves... Andrew Dice Clay's, did you ever see his comeback show? Like the reality show of his comeback? No. It's like, it was like maybe 2005. It's the saddest thing you've ever seen. There's a part where he goes to his agent and he's like, I'm ready. Let's do it. Uh, I'm going to do Giant Stadium. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm going to do it. I want to do Giant Stadium. And he's like, I can't get you that gig. Nobody wants to see you. He's like, I've done it before. I sold it out. He's like, dude, that was 20 years ago. Like, nobody nobody cares um, at this point. And he's like, no, sign me up for the gig or I'm going to fire you. And just like all this stuff. And you're like, wow, he's so delusional. Like, who would, who wants to go see him in a stadium? You would, apparently, because you watched this show for nine seasons. <laughs> yeah, I love him. But it would just be me. I would rather see him in an intimate environment. Yeah, he should have reinvented himself with something else rather than a reality show. Like... A person who had jumped off a building onto a flagpole. Crickets. I don't get the reference. Uh, reinvented himself as someone who committed suicide dramatically. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess like Bud Dwyer or something. Oh, Bud Maybe Dwyer. His reality show, he, he shot himself in the mouth. I saw that when I was a kid. I, I thought, I may have told you this story before, but I thought it was going to be, me and my friend were watching TV and they were like, because he was Pennsylvania representative and they were like, oh shit, this is going to be, there's, you know, the next thing is shocking. And I thought, I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. There's going to be tits. Like they interrupted the TV show and we we're like, oh, this is going to be great. What What is this? And then it was like, pulls the gun out, blows his head off. Insane. Like... Jesus. How old were you? I don't I must have been like 10. That was like what 80 88 or something. Uh, maybe I was more like 11 or 12 then. 88 was Did anyone care at the time? Did anyone care? Now he's t- famous. Yeah. Uh I think they cared. I mean, if I if I did it, no one would care, but if I went and did it on TV, people would care for many years afterwards because it would be th- something to watch. But like did anyone care if he wasn't alive anymore? Um, I think the reason he did it is because he was like embezzling money or something, right? Like there was some yeah. kind of scandal he was in the middle of. Well, he said he was innocent. Uh, he also some he did it before uh, the indictment came out because if he had done it afterwards, his wife would not have been able to collect the state pension or something like that. So he did it while he was still in office. Oh, wow. And then he also did it on camera as like an act of protest to draw attention to what he thought were draconian uh, legal proceedings. Hmm. I'm a big fan. Um. Okay. Well, maybe I was maybe thinking about was that did he beat the system like this is taking too long and just kills himself like yeah he uh, won yeah he won 
I guess he he doesn't know for sure that the footage went out on the internet or on Traces of Death three. Traces of Death sandwiched sandwiched in between a couple of autopsies has, has, for a guy has, parachuting has, into alligators. Yeah, that's Faces of Faces of Death. Traces of Death was actual was real people being killed like guys on PCP getting shot by the police and uh, autopsies and so, Bud Dwyer over and over again. Faces of Death was like for children, whereas Traces of Death was the real deal. Yeah. Okay. Fa- faces of Death was a joke. I didn't, I didn't know that at age 11. Well, that's true, because it, it was horrifying and like verboten and the the fucking Gorgon video emblem was terrifying on the back of the box. Yeah. But yeah, Traces of Death, which we watched at Chip's apartment <laughs> while eating eating pasta for dinner. Uh didn't we didn't know what we were getting into. That was the first time I saw the Bud Wire thing. I'm sitting there eating pasta and this guy shoots himself in the face. It was like traumatic. Do you think it looked anything like your uh your screenshot I guess if he had survived he would look like that guy yeah huh all right I don't know what I was gonna say I was gonna say even when I was watching this thing when I was like 12 my brother's copy of Faces of Death even I watched it and thought these are fake or this can't be real or that guy didn't die I think I knew it was bullshit then one of the I don't know if it was Traces I guess it was Faces uh, Amsterdam says Faces is bullshit I remember seeing some that the were like re- one reenactments. Is, like, a guy died. This is just a, a reenactment. Like, well, everyone's died. Yeah. So what is the point of reenacting this death? They should do one that's just reenactments of people dying in their sleep. <laughs> here's a guy, here's a guy <laughs> in a hot... Here's, here's an ambulance driving down the highway. You just know there's a guy in the back dying. Just take our word for it. <laughs> that would be one of the Andy Warhol movies that... Deshaun is talking about. It could just be a film of a hospital just from across the street for nine hours and just like have a tally at the bottom. 18 people have died <laughs> since we started filming this in this building. Oh, and there's a morgue in there. Isn't that terrifying? You know, we should take some callers. I'll bet there's probably some uh, tweet cards out there that want to talk about the passing of Mr. Ritter. Yeah. Oh, here's a caller. Amsterdam, do you want to take it? Yeah. Hello, caller. Welcome to Film Tweakers. Uh, your name, please? Peter Jenkins. My name is Amsterdam Houston. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Now, Peter, I know you called in very excited to answer some Star Wars Expanded Universe trivia. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, we've been following some breaking news on the Film Tweaker's Twitter feed uh, that beloved actor John Ritter has died today. Oh, no. So instead, we're going to be uh, changing gears and asking you some John Ritter trivia questions. How's that sound? That sounds fine. I'm uh, very sorry to hear about Mr. Ritter's passing. As are we. 
so let's start things off uh, going back to his earliest role on Three's Company. Could you tell us how many blonde female co-stars he had during his nine seasons on that show? Um, I think there were two. Suzanne Summers, and then I think she had like a cousin or something who came and replaced her whenever she left the show. Maybe? Uh, no, I'm sorry. There were three. That's incorrect. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, so next question. Of what branch of the military was Jack Tripper a veteran? Uh, shoot. Air Force? No, I'm sorry. It was actually the Navy. Uh, a little known tidbit about Three's Company. It was actually a show about the plight of Vietnam veterans in the United States. The first episode found Jack living in a YMCA, uh, disenfranchised and impoverished, and was taken in by these two young ladies. Uh, so. Our Three's Company? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was actually uh, passed out drunk in their bathtub in the first episode, and that's how they found him. That's how he was introduced to the show. Uh, so let's move on to some actual physical trivia about Mr. Ritter. Uh, a little known fact about him, he had a significant birth defect. Uh, do you think you could tell us what that was? Um, enormously flat hair. Yeah, very nice. Uh, you know, he just died. Um, um, but seriously, some people would actually kill for that quality. So, no, that's not a birth defect. Uh, you want to try one more time? You might have had a big mole. Uh, that's also not a birth defect. <laughs> um, birth defect. Cranial deformity. I think you're out of time. I'm sorry. It was actually something called Colonel Obama. Uh, it's means that you literally have a hole in literally? your eye. <laughs> yes, literally. Well, don't we all? Isn't our people? Yeah, well, this is like a hole where it does not belong, like in the side of your eyeball. It allowed him to look at Joyce DeWitt and think she was cute. She was cute! Okay, finally, this is not really a trivia question per se, but I just hoped you might be able to share your fondest memory of John Ritter with us. Uh, I think he was on an SVU episode. He might have played like a... Child molester? Hmm, that is beautiful. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, I didn't know the guy. <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. Uh, let's get back to what you're really interested in, and that's the Star Wars trivia. What color is Bantha milk? Gray? No, it's blue. Uh, uh, thank you for calling Film Tweakers, Peter. Have a nice day. That was fun. Let's, uh... Start the movie in honor of John Ritter. <clears throat> okay. Three, two, one, Mark. 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 <laughs> Jesus, I I didn't hear I didn't hear Roscoe at all, and then Deshaun was like ten seconds. Uh try again. Three Two, one, Mark. Mark. I think that was the best one we've ever done. One, one more. Three, two, one, 
Mark. Oh. Well, uh, why don't I go ahead and pitch this movie to you guys? Uh, speaking of people who should have killed themselves, uh, it'll be interesting to get your take on whether John Ritter should have killed himself before or after he filmed this movie, Skin Deep. Oh. Uh, ni- 1989 film, written and directed by Blake Edwards, who only uh, did... Oh, what he did, uh, Pink Panther, Mm. and allegedly did 10, the movie that's about Bo Derek running on a beach. That's all I know about it. Uh, and this move, what's that? Jiffy Tweaks, uh, a new feature of, uh, Film Tweakers. Yeah, I saw that. A one phrase a one phrase synopsis. Yeah, that, that's a jiffy tweak for sure. What was what was the one that you put on there? Oh, as good as it gets. It's is about, about Jack Nicholson saying, "You make me want to be a better man." Yeah, I actually did three more while I was sitting there that are scheduled to tweet tweak later on, but all three were Jack Nicholson, so I was afraid to do them all at once. So they're spaced <laughs> out. Like one's gonna tweet in like three weeks. There was the there was the one that was a few good men. What's what's a few good men about? It's about Jack Nicholson yelling, you can't handle the truth. Uh, And what is Five Easy Pieces about? It's about Jack Nicholson trying to get toast in a diner. And then I uh, ran out of of them. I I don't even... For me, Five Easy Pieces would be about a box in a video store. Hmm. Because I've never even seen any clips or anything from it. It's a pretty good movie and the scene the the toast scene is amazing, but uh <laughs> I don't even know what the movie is about. Like when you watch it, it's uh it's pretty out there. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know what the theme is. Uh sadness is probably one of the themes. Futility, depression, but Jeez. I don't know I don't know what it means. You had mentioned the other day that The Shining is about two girls standing in a hallway. Yes. Also, I guess I should watch less Jack Nicholson stuff. Well, you haven't seen that. <laughs> no. Huh. <clears throat> Five Easy Pieces is about like a, a piano prodigy as a child who says fuck it and like he leaves his upper class family and becomes an oil derrick worker in Texas. And then he goes mm-hmm. home to visit his family because like his dad's about to die. So he drives home, sees him for the first time ever. and He's like a roughneck, you know. And they're all refined. He ends up getting in a fist fight with someone and sleeping with his sister. And then just like leaves and just hitchhikes down the road. And that's the end of the film. I don't know what the point was or what it's about. But the, but the uh, toast scene is pretty awesome. Hmm. What is the passenger about? Jack Nicholson in a stupid hat? The passenger is about that Gaudi building. That girl taking pictures of the Gaudi building. <laughs> it's a, the passenger is about the the girl from Last Tango in Paris, but in Barcelona. Yeah. Well, the uh, I'm convinced um, Amsterdam that we should watch Skin Deep. You sold me on yeah. that. Yeah. Well, it'll be an interesting uh, discussion. I I don't know how much you guys are connected with John Ritter's work. Before or after this movie, uh, 
I would like to ask some questions about Mr. Ritter. Enough to know whether he should have died. Yeah. You guys know he did die, right? He's yeah, dead. today. Today. Yeah. Today, Mr. Ritter, you die. I'm going to ask you how your uh, holidays, how'd your, how'd your guys' holidays go? How was your New Year's? Well, but I, <laughs> but I got, I'm still, still hungover, still recovering. Yeah. As far as I know, I survived. If you're hearing this now, it's going to be embarrassing it, if all three of us are dead <laughs> and you're hearing <laughs> and you're hearing us say how we made it through the holidays, but we all died in an ice storm. Y2K15. It was great. Oh, is there one of those? No. I think that's the North ses- Koreans. Ses- Sesquicentennial. What's Sesquicentennial is 150 years, so sesquicentennial. It'll be embarrassing Why that we're go? bragging about how tough we are, and then, but North Korea actually killed all three of us before this airs. I heard we're next. They're after, going after uh, all the big media companies. I would have released that. I would have released that tweak. I wouldn't let North Korea stop me, but they've already hacked our bank accounts and ha- had and put like child porn on our bank servers that we got arrested for and killed in prison. A frame up, a frame up job. All within the next two weeks. Yeah. Well, uh, do you guys have your your movies queued up? I know I didn't give you a lot of time to acquire or rent them. Or go to your your vault in your basement. I rented mine from Amazon.com. Pulled off the shelf. Did you really? I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> are, well, are you sure you got the right one, Deshaun? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. There are there are multiple movies called Skin Deep. Yeah. I mean, this one. Which is, one? There are multiple ones with John Ritter in it. It it took me possibly. The, it took me from the time of yesterday's tweak till about four o'clock this morning to get the right one i was constantly trying to get the right version legally but no one on earth has it there's only four copies extant copies of this film mine's a vhs copy that's (laughs) got skin deep handwritten on it uh speaking of hard to find movies have you guys delved into fingers the harvey keitel movie suggested by birthday boy jeff heinrich um no, that's one of the three or four movies he's asked me about. That there was one like James Con movie he mentioned I never heard of, and yeah, The Gambler. I downloaded it because you sent us the link, and it's terrible. It's like nearly unwatchable. I watched the documentary <laughs> of the making of it, where Harvey Keitel just talks about how amazing it is and what a great idea it is, and it just looks fucking awful. <laughs> the uh, documentary sounds better than Fingers does. Similarly to. Uh, Terry Gilliam's doc, the documentary about Terry Gilliam trying to make Man of La Mancha. That documentary has to be better than the La Mancha movie ever would he, have been. He's actually doing that now, isn't he? Terry Gilliam? I thought he was actually making the movie now. It's for like the third time in a row. Yeah. Uh, he's tried to make it. Um, there's that documentary, Lost in La Mancha, which is pretty awesome. It's a scene where he, they, like, he has all this European backing of like $50 million. So they spend like forty million on this giant set they're gonna shoot the next morning, and he comes out and there's been like a fucking tornado and hurricane that's just destroyed the set <laughs> to nothing. It's just mash. And but he's on film seeing it for the first time, 
and just seeing him stare at like this fucking desert in despair and then going off to his trailer to cry was like the best thing he's ever done. <laughs> That's it. Like that was the point at which he knew it was never going to happen. Uh, and Johnny Depp's like, yeah, I think I'm going to go back to Hollywood now. But that uh, Michael Cimino did that on purpose in uh, Heaven's Gate. They built the whole city, and he came out there and was like, this this is wrong. Tear it down, and made them rebuild it. Huh. That's why he's never made another <laughs> movie since then. Uh, Scorsese did that for Gangs in New York. He made Miramax give him, like, $20 million to rebuild some church or, you know, turn of the century or mid-century, uh, mid-19th century church in New York for a set. And I think they filmed scenes in it, but then he just changed his mind and cut out all the scenes so it never appears in the <laughs> film. But it was like half of the film's budget and they felt that was wasteful. But That's reasonable. Yeah, he had to see it. He had to see the end result. He couldn't just guess. He had to build it, film there, and then see that it didn't work. So he did the right thing. Yeah, that sounds like my boss who used to make us do things that you knew that she would not <laughs> have any interest. But yeah. somehow it seemed that one of the most talented architectural minds of our time could not have could not visualize anything yeah. <laughs> without seeing it first. The only reason I asked about the movie, Deshaun, is because when we watched Tenebrae that time Oh I know. I think you had you had found Tenebrae on Amazon, but it was actually Unsane or something like that that had a bunch of shit cut out of it. So I just want to make sure you're seeing the, the right stuff. Um, uh, I'm paused after the Morgan Creek logo turns black. Okay. Black screen, as usual, looking for the black screen. All right. Got it. So, home, home tweakers... Uh, those of you with your piss bottles and your Mountain Dew kegs and your man diapers on, uh, if you're at that point, we're going to go ahead and go ahead. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have interrupted. It actually was Morgan Creek. I thought you were making jokes. <laughs> Why? Is that it like a just... crappy production company? <laughs> Morgan uh, Creek is a punchline. Yeah, I thought you were just saying that because there was a creek on the screen, so you just guessed it was Morgan Creek, but it actually was. See, we're actually funny the end. because we say Morgan Creek. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and count down. Three, two, one, and then we'll hit play. So here we go. Three, two, one, play. It's a slow countdown. You guys... Hearing, hearing yeah. uh, echo, echoing drums. I'm not sure about the syncopation of your counting. Three, two, one. Well, oh, was Play. my rhythm off? <laughs> uh, so far, this set, the setting of this film is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the, what the a terrible decor price. is terrible. Uh, that. Wait. Blake Edwards apostrophe is incorrect. Your last name is an S. You put apostrophe S at the end of it. Really? Is that Edwards right? is not plural. Yes. Oh, that's for like plurals when you. Right. Okay. Right. His name is not plural. It's Blake Edwards's. You don't think that's kind of a fun uh, 
visual device, though, to see it that way? That's going to be seen incorrectly for billions of years to come because this seminal work in, you, uh, in the Western <laughs> Oh, that's, uh, that's you, that woman from Star Trek. Do you think we're the first people to watch this in the last 10 years, though? I would guess, like, we're maybe... There's maybe there's 20 other people that have watched this in the last 10 years. What year did John Ritter die? Because we're the first people definitely to have watched this since then. 2014, 15. There's Again, probably no one has seen this except for him. Oh, spoiler alert. John Ritter died last night. Her half of the face looks like the uh, Star Trek person. Yeah, she is from Star Trek, whatever, Next Generation or Deep Space. Also known as Pet Cemetery. Yes, D- she's minus. also from Pet Cemetery. Whoa. Oh, yeah, this they- may be the most nudity uh, that has ever appeared in a film tweak. Sorry, where where are we? They've already- I think I screwed up. Uh, she's walking down the steps now. Got a gun to his face? No, he's lifting a woman out of a barber's chair with her legs wrapped around his jeans. And we're seeing... What is that on the table? There's a gun. Chekhov's typewriter. Chekhov's what? Chekhov's typewriter. Uh... Oh, there's uh, John Ritter. Tell me when she uh, so there's the there's the rattan the rattan furniture you were looking for, Deshaun. Oh yeah. Or I guess that's wicker. What what's the point of a, a headboard? I guess to chain somebody to. It's uh so people know you're having sex. They have to because if you're banging against the now. wall. Yeah, if you don't have a headboard, your mattress doesn't make a sound when it hits the wall. Is it really worth shooting someone over because they had sex with someone? I mean, is that a reason to kill somebody? The, is the red red lady walking out the door? Is it about where we are? No. <laughs> Good lord. Sorry. Uh, what are you doing? Are you on fast forward? No, I tried to David Crosby's. She just need him in the, in the balls, apparently. And now they're wrestling? Okay. Oh, Boy, the you gun, guys are the all, gun's going all out of time. Tell me when she has a gun to his nose and the lady in red's walking out the door. That's where I paused. Lady in red's walking up some steps, and I think uh, someone ran by. She's walking in a door. I can't wait till we get into this tweak <laughs> instead of just repeating what's happening on the screen. So John Ritter's naked. You can see his whole body. So he was he was actually lying there with his uh, genitals exposed with those two women. He didn't have one of those pads on, one of those rubber penis A merkin? A merkin? I guess a merkin is something else. A merkin is when you uh, shave your and you want to go outside and show off your You have to put a fake one on. Yeah. It's odd that, they've, that there's more than one of those. They actually had to name them. Uh, he's in a bar now. I never saw the red-headed woman leave. Wait, what? What? Not red-headed. He's at a bar. How are... He's at a bar now having a whiskey. 
with someone who the bartender who looks like he's a Seinfeld character. <laughs> okay, I'm back. He looks like one of uh, Jerry's father's friends or something. Yeah, he does. He's handing him a whiskey what right a- now. I don't know. He's got one in his hand. He just pointed at his face. Yeah, okay. Oh my god. I think I'm back. Why, why don't we just pretend we're all in the same place? Okay. Sorry. <clears throat> it may be that one of you sees the weightlifter's boobs before uh, one of the other ones. Was that J&B back there or Cuddy Sark? I saw a, a green bottle with yellow label on it. That's Cuddy Sark. Is he, what, he's got J&B? I'm looking for the Add that to J&B our list. bottle. Yeah. Uh, Are you guys building a movie bar? Is that what you what you need a list for? No, J and B is famous for being placed in a lot of different movies uh, and seem to be related to people's like lowest moments. <laughs> no one, no one's ever drank drunk J and B in real life, but they often have it in films. J and B is is like the cheap, so, is really cheap scotch. We're not even sure that it's a real thing. It might be like that Helzer beer that we, people we, always drink. We have it because they can't. Bar. Because they can't have brand names, so they just use J and B, because it's not a real whiskey. Well, there are there are companies that I think we talked about this, like like Ray Ban supposedly sold out to Hollywood after um, Top Gun. Uh, yes. before Top Gun. Before Top Gun, and I wonder if J and B just like was like, you can use it for everything if you just give us a million dollars yeah. right now. Well, it it was most famous for appearing in lots of Italian movies. In the seventies, what J and B? Yeah, hmm. I don't think Italian movies give a fuck about licensing, though. I really doubt it. Yeah, does anybody ever come into the bar and say, "Can I have a J and B neat or something like that?" Um, our bar back used to drink it like that, but I think he thought it was like cool, like slumming it, like the way people drink PBR. Yeah, because he was like a crust punk. <laughs> A crust punk. A scotch drank. drinking crust punk. Blend, blended scotch. Why wouldn't you drink something like uh, Jim Bean oh, or something movie. that a country singer would drink? Because um, a country singer, you don't want to fault for what they do. That's like patriarchal society. But it seems like a person who drinks that would be more serious about ruining their life. Mm, that's true. Uh, did you guys see the typewriter fly through the air? What? Yes. We we all, uh, we all saw it like when before you said it. Oh, okay. So John Ritter is a a writer. Okay. In this movie, and uh, it appears that he's going through some kind of struggle related to his writing and his sexual addiction, mm. which is not a real thing. And his drinking, etc. Sex addiction is not a real thing? No, it's not. It's not in the DSM-5? I don't know. I'm just basing that on what Lana Kane said. Oh, okay. Is it not real because you don't see it as a bad thing? <laughs> uh, those, like you can only be addicted to drugs or gambling. No, I think anything choice. that you're addicted to can be bad. Even if it's a enjoyable well i think we talked about doing heroin probably is awesome 
Yeah. But if you're obsessed yes. with it and you can't do anything but that, yeah. that's not very healthy. I guess if you're having sex all the time, then you're probably not eating or writing the yeah. great American novel. Are you ever, as a as a writer, are you ever annoyed when you see a movie about a successful writer, like a, <laughs> a, a rich, successful writer, and how depressed he is, and how tortured of an artist he is? Because it's fucking obnoxious. Well, I... I'm annoyed when anybody's successful, but I know that. Uh, I was hearing something about William Styron on the radio the other day. I guess it's the 20th or 25th anniversary of him writing Darkness Visible. And there was a part they were talking about. He was at a party getting this huge award uh, for his writing, maybe Sophie's Choice or something. And his beautiful wife was there. Everything was perfect, but he wanted to kill himself. That that bothered me. Mm-hmm. This guy being a drunk who wants to pork weightlifters and ruin his life, that doesn't bother me too much. But he also has a convertible Mercedes. It bothers you because you think he should be happy or it bothers you because, oh, it's sad that this guy who's so successful is depressed. Still tortured, yeah. Which, which case are you talking about, John Ritter or the William Styron? I don't feel sorry for John Ritter at this point. Because I don't know what's going on. This the setting has been the setting just cut to four different settings in less than a minute. <laughs> it was like in a in his home, then in an office, then in a uh, there was a judge, and then uh, another bar. And now he's in another office. And now he's singing. That's like I don't know if this is per- ten minutes later or not. He's wearing the same clothes. So are you you're bothered that like you think he should be happy and you think it's lame that he's guns to kill himself or it bothers you that like the uh that it still happens like you think it's a travesty that you're still unhappy just because someone sold I don't know about a travesty I think it's I think it's a tragedy I think it's sad that he felt that way yeah uh I think it's upsetting when people are that fucked I don't think John Ritter seems that fucked he probably is just fucked in life, and it happens to be the only thing he knows how to do is write something. He would have been yeah. equally depressed if he worked at a Starbucks uh, or designed board games. Do, do you think this comes? Do you think their their depression is a kind? Do you think it's greed, or do you think it's like like nothing's ever good enough, and you can never have enough fame and money, or do you think it's more like they would like you're saying like they would always be unhappy no matter what they were doing. I think they'd always be unhappy. There's a certain person who probably either pre-genetically disposed or has some chemical imbalance that other people don't have or they just see the futility of everything and they happen to be writers. What what's going There's on? Probably on your, people who are what's going on want on to die right as now? well. John Ritter's uh lying on the ground on T V news. Okay. Uh, a T V news split screen. John Ritter's nowhere to be seen. We're per- I'm I'm good, I'm back. I'm right where you're at. Uh, now there's two champagne flutes in front of a fire and uh, some breasts. And he's pouring champagne on the breasts and licking it off. I'm about two minutes behind you. <laughs> I'm, I'm right in between both of you, but that's cool. Uh, there, wow. Wait, that newscaster was the one that was just yelling at him in his house. This is... <laughs> Why? This, this movie's amazing. It's like ten minutes in. 
We've already seen two naked chicks. Yeah, you can only imagine as a 13-year-old when this came out, <laughs> and somehow seeing it, I have no idea how I would have seen it, uh, being quite titillated. Probably because it was sold as a, a, it was a Blake Edwards film, and it has John Ritter. Your parents probably thought it was going to be funny, like Three's Company. Yeah. I think it is supposed to be funny. Like when my mom Maybe. took us to see Animal Talks House because she thought it was going to be <laughs> about, about cats and dogs and pigs like animal crackers <laughs> or something. Did did she keep you sitting there the whole time to watch the whole movie? No, she just dropped us off at the theater and then she went to the mall or something and came back to pick oh. us up. And you were a different man. Yeah, You'd grown up 15 years. Well, the Animal House isn't that lewd or any, you know, maybe then it was, but anything that was lewd about it would have went over my head. I don't think it affected me. Animal House is always, when I watch it, I, I always am reminded of how fucking old Kevin Bacon really is. Is he in Animal House? You're thinking of Footloose. No, Kevin Bacon is in Animal House. Friday the 13th? Oh no, you're thinking of Stephen First. Nope. He's in Animal House. Kevin Bacon. When was Animal House made? 80. Is he one of the frat two? guy? Is he one of the uh so the um preppy preppy frat guys? Um I think he's like a yeah, he's like a a pledge or Lampa. something whatever you call them. I I only know it in biker terms. He's a pledge. Huh. I think I'm thinking of Revenge of the Nerds. That's the one with the lambdas, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's trial. That's got Anthony never, Edwards of Top Gun. I've never seen Animal House. Yeah, he was like a, I think he was like a preppy guy. He had a silly hat on in it. Huh. Yeah, I think he's he's incredibly old. Yeah, but he doesn't look nearly as old as like some of those other people do. Like John Belushi really? looked way older when he died 20 years ago. Huh. You don't think Kevin Bacon's face looks like a catcher's mitt that's been left <laughs> out in the sun? Uh, no, I mean, he looks pretty old, but he doesn't, he's definitely had, you think he's had plastic surgery? Probably, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> he's probably about as old as Dan Aykroyd, uh, and that guy looks old as fuck. Do, do you Although, guys? there is the thing about men, when they get older, their faces get fat. Yeah. Uh, and maybe his just never got fat, so it keeps him looking young. Do you think, um, do you think houseplants like large trees like the one in the background here were a bigger deal in the 80s. I feel like everybody had lots of yeah. house plants at this this time period. Huh. You should see my house. My house is insane too, but I think I don't remember growing I guess up with we're, that many house plants. We didn't have a, a lot of house plants, but we had some that were huge like that. Uh like a giant potted plant that was like the size of a tree in the corner. But was it alive? Have, uh, yeah. We had like outdoor It had huge... More. Yeah, this looked like it should be out. It had huge leaves that were like the size of Frisbees. Um, my dad had stolen it from the office he worked at. <laughs> but we don't think so he have had you any guys been? So uh, have you guys been following any other aspects of the 80s decor? Um home stereo systems i mean i have a home stereo yeah. system but i don't most people just like play 
music off their phone or something now. If you have everything, over. everything in here so far we've seen seems to be beige or taupe. Yeah, yeah. And sort of like non-aggressive, a soothing environment, sort of natural, faux natural stuff. I'm waiting for a black uh, leather couch Coke dealer. That's my favorite. It's hard. It's hard to believe it's the same decade that something like less than zero takes place in. They're just a couple hundred miles away. Everything is like severe and neon or glass block. But his jacket kind of goes to that less than well, zero. Well, here look. people have shutters indoors. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make where, sense. Where is this taking place? Uh, We haven't. It's California, I assume though, it's right? Los Angeles. It is Los yeah. Angeles. That bar is in Los Angeles, obviously. That's a cool-looking bar, though. I can speak to bar decor. Um, yeah. This bar is pretty 80s-looking. They have the. They still have the record jukebox, though. Okay, the settings are change are like yeah, I haven't they been following the dialogue. Lot. It cuts. Yeah, whoever was the e- <laughs> the editor, I hope killed himself. This movie was supposed to be six hours long. God Almighty, I can't even keep track of how many Ooh, settings. Asian decor. I love a good a- Asian decor. Yeah, that odd perspective, uh, velvet. No, not velvet. Satin painting. And then he. Do you not think, uh, Roscoe, that the Jesus, the relentlessness of this changing location and changing women oh, is speaking to the confusion of his life. Mm. I would, I'd be it's able to answer that together. question if I had heard any dialogue or knew anyone's name or what the plot was. Oh shit. Is this is this the same um is this his house? This is where he humped in front of the fireplace or is this a different fireplace? Oh no. And this is like a flashback or is this oh. a dream sequence? Oh, maybe he's telling his psychiatrist this, and this is all, like, his memories. Now it's back to the bar. Oh, wait. Fucking hell. What is going on? I'm not sure where I'm at, then. <laughs> oh, back to the I'll bar. He's drinking, a, he's drinking something with uh, with grenadine in the bottom of it. He's drinking a tequila sunrise. Tequila sunrise. Ah, uh, you got me. Tight. Sweet. Check off tequila sunrise. That is, that is fucking 80s. Tequila sunrise. Uh, I've made those. Even Did I you, you drank them as a kid? No, my dad was drinking them, and uh, yeah. he taught me how to make them. I'd make them for him and his mistress. Can, can, my parents had grenadine, and I would make uh, virgin tequila sunrises Ooh. with orange juice. Because you were tired grenadine. of drinking um, Shirley Temples all the time? Yeah, or strawberry daiquiris. Yeah, make some a little classier. We yeah. had these little glasses that had like different parts on them. You knew how much to fill up. Oh, those are. Cool. I don't. I don't mean a measurement glass. With I don't mean it had lines on it, but like it was shaped a certain way. Where you filled the grenadine to one part, and what the tequila to something else, and the orange juice to something else. I, I like uh, in movies like this where there's like a sad guy drinking in a bar, but for one, he's drinking a tequila sunrise, and two, he's <laughs> drinking at like a TGI Fridays. It totally does look like a TGI Fridays, <laughs> or a Bennigan's. This, or the Bennigans saw this movie and this the aesthetic they wanted to he have. He just fucking walks behind aesthetic. the bar. I, I also always love the idea of like a guy sitting in a sad bar, 
and drinking like Jaeger bomb after Jaeger bomb, but like alone and crying and being like, set me up again. Woo. And just chugging it. Doing shots. Yeah. By himself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that bar has a name on the wall. Did it say Bennigan's? You know, the, bar, the, bar, the bar in Cocktail is actually TGI Fridays, like the original TGI Fridays at uh, on 59th Street. Chekhov's female pro wrestler. Wow. Do you think your old roommate knows her? Uh, Lita? Yeah. This She's probably like a legend to them. Yeah, that's what I mean. She probably comes and teaches clinics and stuff. Yeah. What a good bartender. Hey, you should go fuck that guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is a wingman. Do you know this is my mastermind scheme? I, we might have to bleep this out so nobody steals my idea. I want to... I bet you could make a lot of money, like, trying to... Yeah. Yeah, you should do that. Uh, She's so hot. I used to, uh, I used to drink virgin screwdrivers when I was, like, two years old. Is this just orange juice? (laughs) Yeah. I used to have virgin rum and coke when I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> Jack and Coke. That's a classic cocktail. I'm disturbed by the fact yeah. that all the most of the bottles don't look like they're liters. They look like they're 750 milliliter bottles, which is weird for a bar. Why are we watching this movie? <laughs> what do you mean? I think why did they even make it? Masturbating to it. Okay, that Coke machine is pretty cool. Why do why do anything, Roscoe? Right. What's the message here in this film? The message the message to me, well, this is a the second in a spiritual trilogy initiated by Mr. Mom of eighties movies that are seen as semi comedies that are actually like cripplingly <laughs> depressing. This is the best uh, oh. decor so far, but it's in the back room of a fucking dance studio. I told you I was waiting for leather couches. That shows that's yeah. the opulence of the eighties. I thought you would be excited about this woman's uh, boudoir. <laughs> Her outfit doesn't seem like the kind of outfit a person who has this apartment would wear. Also, she I wouldn't think that she'd own a denim shirt or whatever that is. Just because the dance studio has mirrors doesn't mean her bedroom has to have a full wall of mirrors. This looks like the bedroom from uh, Weird Science that one of the teenagers has. And his pants and coat match this one. In the previous scene, his like tweed jacket matched that yeah. coat wall. Genius. Look at those the satin sheen on his uh, trousers. Check off bodybuilder poster or bodybuilder trophy. Yeah, that sculpture is of her. That's a trophy, I think. Looks like it has a little plaque oh, on the is? bottom. She won the award for being herself. Being the best bodybuilder. For looking the most like the trophy. 
Blake Edwards made this, wrote this movie all around her when he saw that trophy at a competition. Oh, he, she's got some neon wall art. When did there it is. that's a that's a Dan Flavin. <laughs> when, this is his first piece. When he did, just had one. When did uh, wearing tidy whities become uh, unacceptable? I would say when Nirvana when you, put out Nevermind. Okay. Or either that, or when gym class started. But I, I, I mean, I wore them as a child, and then everybody, like, as a teen started having yeah. boxer shorts. But that was, when I was a teen, was right around, my pubescence was around the time of this movie. Yeah. But maybe it's because Rainer's um, a sex symbol. This is going to be so hot. Yeah. That this uh, was awesome. traumatic. This was traumatic for me as a child, Did seeing he- this scene. Is it traumatic for him? Yeah, I think... Oh, my God. Uh, I think he's a little nervous, but also enthralled. He probably oh. wants to see everyone naked, like me. I mean, I yeah. If someone said, you want to see a bodybuilder naked, I'd say yeah. Yeah, I think that's part of, like... She has a spotlight. That's cool. Would you want that bodybuilder to then climb into bed with you? I don't though? know if I'd want. Her yeah. To what if me. that was what you you were like? I really want to see you naked, but the catch is, if I see you naked, I have to sleep with you. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that might dissuade you from going into a public bathroom with some four hundred pound guy who asked if you wanted to see him naked. Do you think she asked? If Ritter you then would have scene? to lift up his flap. <sighs> Do you think she asked him, "Wow, you're such a good actor. You're not even getting an erection. You're so you're so professional." <laughs> this is awkward. Is anyone named Lonnie anymore, or is that just? Did a, you watch uh, this with your parents? I don't think so. I really hope not. So far, there hasn't been anyone in this movie that I'd want to crawl on on me in bed. What about Ritter? Wait, wait. Now where is he? He just ran out of the room. Or is this later? Um, oh, this, this is, is... Uh, later. <laughs> <laughs> well, this part is comical. It is good. <sighs> Do you know that uh, Don Knotts said that John Ritter was the greatest greatest physical comedian of all time? Huh. I don't. I don't doubt that. Yeah. I don't know about all time, but I don't doubt that he said it. His, I mean, um, Three's Company is all I can really speak to, but he was, yeah, he was always, like, falling down and doing funny stuff. Yeah. I like the idea of... Did you remember that uh, Don Knotts was on Three's Company? Yeah, he was, uh, I don't remember the name, the, he was the super... Mr. Furley? Mr. Yeah, Furley. he wasn't Mr. Roper. He was not, that's um, correct. Mr. Ro- uh, he, was the, he was the guy who wasn't Mr. Roper, because Mr. Roper died mm-hmm. halfway through the series so they had to get Don Knotts did before you know, he died. Did you notice they had a record player at the I thought the aerobics studio? I did not. Hey, she's famous. It seemed like a really bad idea. I thought Mr. Roper went on to the show called The Ropers. They moved away. Mr. Roper went there was a spin off show. He was on vacation a lot and then he would be in Florida and that's when Don Knotts would take over. Uh, the Roper's TV show. The wife didn't die, but the um, but the guy who played Stanley Roper, he died. 
but the Roper's TV show was just made with outtakes, and they pieced together previous <laughs> clips. No shit. For two seasons. You notice well, they never show him in the same time as another actor. We, uh, you guys are big fans of Three's Company, I guess. Uh, were you fans of Three's Company 2, a.k.a. No. Three's Not Company, or whatever the, the other title was? What? Three's a crowd. Three's a crowd. No, I was not. Do you think uh, John Ritter would have been better off dying in between those movies or those TV shows? Seriously, is this woman not an actress in something else? Yeah, she's... She looks pretty famous. I think... No, I thought they were... She was probably in Dragnet or something. I thought the formula was ruined without... Uh, the original cast. Did you guys just notice she's looking for Viking runes in the... <laughs> Did you hear that? What? That's his no, old house. I'm not They're listening not like to an it. archaeological site. They just burned down a couple of days ago. But I think she had her, her runes in there. Her bag of runes was there? Where'd you keep these runes? Bedside drawer. Um, Duh. Okay, well, why, why even wear a long sleeve shirt if you're going to push them up, ba- the sleeves up past your bicep? That was a look. Did they not make short sleeve shirts back no, then? No, they didn't start making short sleeve shirts until 1991. You could just make a shirt that has all the cloth bunched up at the bicep, but it's sewn that way so it never goes down. And it's just so sold, rolled up like that. There's I, a million idea, idea, million dollar idea for you. What is, what is the guy's name with the... Uh, the guy in the linen sport coat, mustache. Martin Mull. It doesn't matter. Martin Mull. Martin Mull. That's not Martin. Is it? Why not? It doesn't matter. He'll he'll never come up again. It would help with the trilogy idea of uh, Mr. Mom if that guy was Martin Mull. God, that fucking beard. Why did he grow the beard? To show that he's depressed. That's what writers look like. <laughs> but it's the kind of beard he has to wake uh, I went up to and a trim wedding. every morning. It's more hassle than having no beard. I went to a wedding a few weeks ago where there was a guy who was a he was a psychologist. He had a sport jacket and a dress shirt. Um but he had the sleeves of the sport jacket rolled up. And it felt very uncomfortable. It felt like he was threatening me. <laughs> he rolled up the it jacket. It felt very sleeves, aggressive. Left his arm sleeves down. Wait, no, wh- it was all rolled up. Oh, okay, that's not that bad. I thought he had a. Uh, he rolled up the jacket sleeves, but his shirt sleeves were still down to his wrist. No, no, it was all look. rolled up, but it was exposing like his forearms at me. That's the way Don Johnson used to walk around the Miami Vice. With a yeah, but this was up. this was 2015. <laughs> I found it very a very aggressive. Huh. I guess it's got to come back somehow. So also, I just plugged my tablet in, and it uh, connected the tablet as a media device and shut off the movie. Would you guys t- tell me? <laughs> 
where you are in the movie, what you're seeing. Do you want us to? Uh, I'm still. I think I'm a little behind. Is this a good point to all cue back up? All right, perfect. I like that matador outfit. Yeah, I would go to a restaurant that had people dressed like that. I don't know why, but I thought he was outside this whole time Is, yeah. until we show uh, he shows across the room this woman sitting in blue, obviously. I think it's in a carpeted indoor space. But I think it's like an atrium, like they're they're in a like a little. It's an outdoor indoor outdoor area. I think it's like a it's a, like a, a hotel bar yeah. around the yeah atrium or a swimming pool. Uh, with someone's living room has, at the other end. Have any of you ever had a woman smile at you like that? Oh yeah, it happens to me all the time. Do you, it probably does to you. I never in my life has a woman looked at me and smiled. Um, that can't be true. Have you ever seen? Have you guys watched? I mean, that? Even my mother has, I guess. Have you guys watched <laughs> the uh, the the trip with uh, Steve yes. Coogan? Yeah. Have you seen the the, Italy, uh, the trust Italian me, trip? I have watched that trip to Italy. Yes. Believe you me, yes. The trip to Italy where they talk about that, he's like, they're talking about women and they're like, remember when we were younger and you used to like, you know, you could smile at a woman and her face would light up and now you smile at them and they, you get the similar reaction, but it's like a pitying old man that they're looking back at. Yeah. So depressing. Oh, I've remember- probably because Steve Coogan is wearing clam diggers and <laughs> yeah. Crocs. Uh, it's supposed to be depressing. I think that was the point. Right, yeah, I, I, know, I know it's supposed to be. I could not. I could not sympathize with that. <laughs> oh, this guy looks like a fucking chump. Um, because I've never smiled at a woman the way he's describing. Doesn't this seem like a? This is like the '80s interpretation of like a metalhead punk. It's always like a little <laughs> off. It's like the, the worst Hollywood version. Oh, that's such uh, a that cool, guy looked like he was in Thompson Twins. That's such a cool wine bottle holder. This is a great the wicker thing. Great eighties, eighties uh, hotel room, and they still look like this in a lot of places. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I don't think much has changed with uh, hospitality decor. There's a flat screen now. Unless you go stay at a W or something. That's the only I only stay at the standard or the W. Yeah. Yeah. Is standard a a brand? Mm-hmm. Oh, I just thought it was that place in Los Angeles. No, they have one here. They have one in Miami. <laughs> The one here uh, was famous for paying. They hired only attractive employees and then paid that were like models. And then they paid them to either make out or undress in front of the huge picture windows that overlooked the skyline. I've heard about that. Publicity stunt. Uh, Oh, look. Chekhov's ice cream. Now, this will explain. This explains (laughs) the yellow pajama bottoms. Wouldn't you think a stud like that that has a sex addiction, would you expect him to wear yellow pajamas like tops and bottoms there weren't that many colors to choose I'm not from saying the color in the 80s. i would think you'd he would sleep naked blue yellow and then plaid taupe uh, there was a there was a white with like a red paisley on it too in those plastic bags where they were all folded up together um i'll level with you i own pajamas as a grown man but i don't see the point in wearing them unless they're flannel yeah. Because it's cold. I just wear them because it's cold, but I don't know why you would put on like cotton pajamas in yeah. August. 
Yeah. When you could just wear a t-shirt. Also, I don't usually drink myself to sleep. Um, but do you think you could fall asleep with ice cream sitting on your chest? It seems like I'm falling asleep uh, with a lot of other stuff on me. Really? So ice cream, probably. I worked with a guy uh, on a project that I was doing who fell asleep with a cigarette and burned his house down. <laughs> this and, guy uh, sounds like a real fucking idiot. And died in the fire. What? Yeah. Sounded. Are you like sure it. he died? Yeah, I'm positive he died. He 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 fell asleep smoking, and his house burned down with him in it. He also uh, only had one hand, which might maybe he was trying to get out, but couldn't turn the doorknob or something. Did they find his body at the door or laying in bed? I didn't get that much detail. Oh, it's that guy. Oh, this is back when people would put random Japanese stuff on them. People who weren't Japanese. When I get when I get rich, I want to be the weird uh, guy that's into Asian stuff. Is that Polly Shore? I would not that I would not have thought that guy was awesome even back then. Is it Polly Shore? No, that guy's pretty buff. <laughs> I don't think Weezing so. Weezing some nugs. He's got both the perm <laughs> and the mullet. Yeah. He does look like he needs sideburns, is, though. Or she's just wearing a bra yeah, and a her, jacket. Is her shirt supposed to be open like that? I mean, his nipples are hanging out, so I guess they're on an even playing field. He this looks is, like he's wearing a tunic. Would you say not these even a shirt. are the three best outfits like that have sat together <laughs> in, in one scene in this whole this movie? The closest they, this is the closest they've ever been. Okay, her in the mirror is a pretty cool shot. This That's the perfect shot of this of this film. I don't even see that yet. I think you're ahead of us, <laughs> Roscoe. Yeah, yeah, that's know. that's a cool shot. That's good. They're fighting over her. Oh yeah. Abstractly. Oh, that is nice. Okay, he's already left. The mullet guy's already left without her. Yeah, you're. Yours is going you, faster you than ours. I have no idea. Do y'all have edited versions? I would imagine you do if you're already ahead of us. Riddle me this: how how long is your movie? Does it say on the screen how long the total is? I think it's like an hour and thirty six minutes or something. That's what mine says. I can't, I can't see that on mine. Yours is just playing it faster. I think it's because you're north of me. Oh, it's your movie plays faster. What? But you're south of Deshaun. Which way does your water flow in the toilet and in the drain? Just straight down. Oh wow! <laughs> you are in a uh, vortex. I think. I think I'm right on the center, the nexus of the universe. Because Coriolis. Is this lady going to dump guys... him out or what? Wait, now uh, he's friends she... with her. What the fuck yeah. is going on? She She's wanted him all along since the hotel bar. Yeah, but they're really familiar with each other. Yeah, like so much that the guy got mad and she stayed with him whenever they were fighting. I thought that they knew each other like that was his ex-wife. Uh, they had smiled at each other for a while. Why is he putting the robe on? We're not there yet. <laughs> oh, he's uh, doing some physical comedy now. To answer your, your barroom uh, etiquette question, Amsterdam, I'm sure at some point 
even me, someone has smiled at me. I don't know what I obviously did nothing about it, but it can't. It's got to seem impossible that no one's ever smiled at you in public. Not that kind of smile. You know the kind of smile I'm talking about. Come hither. A look. Come hither. Yeah. Yeah. A take me smile. As I've aged, yeah, I've, now I've that I'm in my mid sixties. I've looked back on situations where I had had a conversation or something with a person in the past, and it's uh-huh. dawned on me, sometimes five or ten years later, that the person was probably sending dual signals. Really? Flirting or whatever have you. And I realize now that I bet that person was actually saying that. Was it the MR plus D girls? No, they only sent me one signal. <laughs> Which Fully was, alone. they did not know who I was. They didn't even say that. They didn't know who I was. Oh. I can't imagine Maybe one if... of them saying, I never even got a chance to bother them. They never even met me. You should have had Michael Speaks set you up with them. Uh, the closest I came was, uh, like, Thesis Night. I was going back to the trailers because it was like, you know, there was two-day thesis reviews. I was going back to yeah. the trailers after my proposal so I could use the internet to like browse and download music after I did my <laughs> thesis presentation. And uh, as I was walking to the trailer at like midnight, one of them was standing, the hot one was standing in front of those doors of the tent and couldn't get inside. So I walked over and let her use my key code thing. And I think I said, here you go. And she said, thanks. And that was the only exchange I ever had with a MR plus D girl. Hmm. And that was the very last night I was there. That was it. And you don't think there was a dual connotation to that? I don't think she ever made eye contact with me or realized that she had, had seen me before someplace. No. That's odd. She didn't remember you causing a huge scene at the all-school meeting? <sighs> Fuck, I barely remember that. I remember <laughs> your, you rec- rec- recounting the story to me. I... I don't remember it happening. I just remember there was a guy with that stupid backpack said something. Coy Howard said something else. And then I yelled at, at Coy Howard. Do you think he blacked out? Like in a fog of rage? I was angry that he was angry for no reason. People were just complaining normally. And then he's like, you guys need to fu- stop fucking complaining. Like, why did he get outraged all of a sudden? So my outrage was faux outrage to make him look like a fool, but instead it just made me look unhinged. (laughs) Because I had a weird beard. (laughs) You did. That's true. Have you guys seen enough of this movie to determine whether John Ritter should have stayed alive to make it? Uh, What year did he die? 2015. Okay. Okay. He died on the set of, you know, after he made this, he went on to film like 10 seasons of How I Met Your Mother, and he died on the set of that. That's right. Um, I, I think this movie seems like a movie that he just wanted to make because he wanted to make out with all these ladies. So I think that it's fine if he had died right after it because he would have died satisfied. He should have... No, he should have died after Three's Company, obviously. 
if you said who is John Ritter, you'd say the guy on Three's Company. I think some other people no might say the no guy. No one's from, ever said the guy from Skin Deep or the dude or the dad from Problem Child. None of these ladies yeah. ever said. I sure am glad I was in the Skin Deep so I could make out with John Ritter and my husband wouldn't get mad. None of these ladies ever said that, so he should have just died after Three's Company. That was well, a- you know, you say that, but there are people who are younger than you who only know him from How I Met Your Mother. Like, I, I mentioned Doogie Hauser to a student of mine the other day, and she said, uh, what? I don't understand what you're saying. And I said, you know, Neil Patrick Harris? Uh, and she said, no, who? I said, you know, he's on How I Met Your Mother? Coincidence, I guess. And she knew him from that, but not Dewey Hauser. Hmm. I would say he should have killed himself before Doogie Hauser came on, but I know him as Doogie Hauser. Yeah. Not so I don't, I don't know if it's possible to... I, th- I think everyone... This is like... Uh, By that logic, that, right? you would say that uh, it's a good thing that Paul McCartney didn't die after the Beatles broke up because then he didn't. He wouldn't have formed Wings. And all those kids yeah. who were born 10 years later would not have enjoyed listening to all those Wings songs. Oh, here's the scene we've been waiting for. Oh, yeah. Um, this is the first time uh, male genitals erect were ever shown in a mainstream movie. Um, I wanted to just wait. How I I well, who would be waiting for this? What genitals? Are you seeing the Am all I black screen? Yeah. I I have no now. There's a guy climbing in bed with the woman do with you, Jan Hooks. Do you guys think? That movies, I think, do you think that the rating system has gotten more strict about nudity specifically and maybe less strict about violence since this time? Because I I noticed that Uh, there's movies that were, that had boobs that were PG-13 in the 80s and early 90s. And that's a guaranteed R rating now. But I feel like if you just make a really violent movie now, but there's no nudity or not a lot of cursing, you can still get away with a PG-13 rating. Well, like The Matrix had no nudity, but they were both rated R because they were extremely violent. Hmm. But there was no nudity in those. Uh, and not really much cursing. But but there's concepts that are hard for a child to understand. <laughs> this is rated R because you can't get your head around the virtual reality. You, you have to read Baudrillard before you can watch the movie. Oh, the screen's blank again. I see. I see what you're saying. I didn't know what that's what that was supposed to be. Yeah, it's the only time an erect penis has been shown in a rated R movie. Not to mention that two erect penises on the same frame. If they if they start hitting I each other, I'm going to turn the movie not off. Not sure where I'm at then. Obviously, Roscoe is ahead of us, but I I'm know looking what at a red one right now. If they do like a lightsaber thing, <laughs> I am going to stop the movie. I promise. Um. What? For for do you, you think convince th- me to otherwise, but I gotta go if that's what happens. Okay, there's her face. I guarantee you John Ritter's penis isn't that big. <laughs> yeah, the red one's bigger. Because that guy has 
He's a rocker. Jesus. This is terrible. Um, what was John Ritter like? I mean, I... Party showing animal, my age right? by by saying I know him from Three's Company, but like throughout the eighties, was he a star at all? Did anyone know him? Like he's a movie star, like Tom Cruise is a movie star, or was John Ritter someone who just sort of exists, like Jason Sudeikis? And when he's in a movie and you're looking at him, you remember him. I think he was known but when as, he's not on the screen. You don't know who he is. I think he was one of those like sort of playboys, like who just kind of hung around a lot of famous people and partied. But I don't think he did much other than Three's Company. I mean, should he have to? I mean, he cemented his status as like a cultural icon on Three's Company. Did he need to make movies? And did, did, to well, Three's Company ran into the 80s, didn't it? Yeah. Including was he, Three's a Crowd. Was he a stand-up guy? Did he do stand-up too? Well, I don't think so. As far as he, I remember, uh, he was on Three's Company... Then he was on Go ahead. Uh, Sling Blade, and then he died. That was his career trajectory. <laughs> he was, and he appeared in Sling Blade only to remind movie, us that obviously. he he was alive. He walks on the screen blade screen, and you think to yourself, "Oh my God, that's the guy who was on Three's Company," and then he dies. I think he did a lot of like smaller stuff through the eighties or through the nineties. He was in the TV version of It, Stephen King's It. Oh, really? Some people know him for that, yeah. I mean, at this point in his life, someone like Mel Gibson is alive and is a fucking megastar. So would John Ritter just be a loser, nobody, or was he still, like, coasting as a pretty solid guy, a pretty, you know, a solid actor who could bring in a crowd? Or is he just a nobody who picked up scraps like Jason Sudeikis might today. There's a possibility. I think he was coasting. There's a possibility he was plagued with because he did a lot of cocaine, right? He may have had like there may have been a drug addiction period where he didn't do a lot cuz he was in and out of treatment. I'm not I don't quote me on that, but I probably won't. Who would I quote that to? <laughs> you think he might have also Allegedly. spent time in jail for rape? No. Okay. Allegedly he and Charlton Heston <laughs> shared a cell. Allegedly. Or who was it? John Wayne was a rapist? Allegedly. It was... Uh, it was Mike uh, Tyson. It was uh, Charlton Heston. Allegedly. Yeah, I wasn't on that tweak. You guys unearthed those gems. Mike Tyson beat and raped a woman at least Robin once. Gibbons. And now he hangs out with like Zach Galifianakis and they all think it's great. Yeah. Meanwhile, Mel Gibson calls someone sugar tits, and Zach Galifianakis refuses to be in the same room as Mel Gibson. I'm sorry, who 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 are you saying was a rapist? Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Oh yeah. Well, that guy's a piece of shit. That is uh that is that is uh still arguable though. I mean, he was convicted and did time, but he still swears that that didn't happen. Huh? Is that what arguable means? <laughs> Arguable by Mike Tyson. I mean, I will say Mike Tyson is a terrible person, but yeah. I do think if you can, if you've done time and you continue to swear that you didn't do that one terrible thing, but you admit to a whole bunch of other terrible things, there's a chance maybe you didn't do it. 
I don't think that works. Are you? You know, you remind me of someone that uh, I was on the Facebook last week, and there was a guy posting articles saying how sex offenders should not have to pay for their crimes. <laughs> um, you remind me of that guy, and I thought to myself, maybe it's true that there's someone out there who's paid his dues, and he's uh, he's been reformed and feel sorry and has tried to make amends, should he be forgiven? But on the other hand, like, who wants to actually stick their neck out and stand up for fucking rapists of children? What kind of person would do that if they weren't one? And maybe you would just let them handle it. Like, maybe Mike Tyson never attacked someone, but I'll just let him deal with it. I'll just go ahead and assume that he did. Maybe it's like a uh, a theoretical thing. Like, I don't like it when people say horribly racist or inflammatory things, but it's their right to say it because I want to preserve the First Amendment. Maybe Deshaun is looking out for himself. Should he ever become embroiled in the legal system for some reason? It's uh, There's an expression uh, I've just learned recently, said that's a strange hill to die on. It seems like if you had some credit credibility built up and you were really going to expend it, expending it on defending child rapists seems like a weird way to do it. Well, I if we want to really get into this discussion, I don't. if you had read the article, I did. It would uh, you would realize that the issue is that they're mentally handicapped and their uh, handicaps are not being addressed. Like the blind man that is in treatment where he's reading books, but he can't read them because he's blind. So he's not actually getting treated. Uh, yeah, I read it. I understood it to be they've already paid. They already were the way I saw it was they were already sentenced to a certain amount of time, and they pay and they paid that time, so they should be done theoretically. But they're in fact still kept somewhere far away. Uh, where they have to yeah. live away, so they're effectively still in jail because they can't move around on their own. Right. That definitely seems wrong. You're right. But I understand it's a it's to try a, to step up and say, let's give these former rapists of children a fair shake. It's definitely not uh, a thing you're going to get a lot of uh, supporters <laughs> on. That's why my I wrote cricket noise. Like none of your friends were going to say, I like this article. My or, kicks, yeah, like the, their Kickstarter is like it's, it's in the negative somehow. Well, even in that article <laughs> itself, there were people who there was a victim and she said, um. I don't care, basically. I don't care that this is a legal problem because they should pay for the rest of their lives. So that also seemed wrong to me. Right. You can't decide which laws to follow and which laws not to follow. I sympathize with her experience, but to say, I know it's illegal, but I'm just not going to care in this case. Right, which is similar to the other cases that have been going on where everybody's like, well, don't break the law. And you're like, well, the law for selling single cigarettes is not death. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it was against the law, but yeah, the penalty is an immediate strangulation. Yeah. Hey, ha- have I ever told you guys my idea for an art project in which you recreate all the art you see hanging on the wall in movies? This could be on the in the web store for film tweakers. You can buy yeah. these paintings. Yeah. Well, that. you. Yeah, copyright. Uh, Amsterdam Houston, like I would make that, I would paint that painting. Right. I, I love or, this idea. But you can't, 
you can't see it clearly. Usually in a movie, someone's like walking by something on a wall like that thing. <laughs> you see it for one second or you only see part of it, but you have to recreate it. I always, I always look for those in movies. These things hang on the wall that I think would be cool to make yourself. Have you ever heard of talented enough to do it? Have you ever heard of the boutique architectural design firm called the Work Group? Uh, they had uh, a, they had a presentation yeah. a couple years ago where all of their work was presented uh, through framing of in film still and film stills, like it would be a frame. I mean, it would be a still from Skin Deep, where he's looking at a picture frame, but it would be their work inside. They they did something similar where they showed their work in the context of a film. Yeah. Did did they ever finish doing that? Yeah, they had that a sounds... pretty successful show. I saw it at Storefront for Architecture uh, uh-huh. in 2013. They had 31. I remember they had 31 different films because they did one a, one a month, one a day for a month, and it was amazing to see it. I don't know that I ever saw that. I encourage all <laughs> listeners to Google the work group architecture. Maybe you could send a link of of that to me. What I think it was www.sisyphian.com. He doesn't seem like her type. She doesn't seem like his type. I thought he was going to go out with the brunette that was sitting across the table. Is this his wife? Oh, yeah, that's his ex-wife. She looks like someone who'd be alive today. I, I can see her existing now. Oh, you know who she looks like is uh, Lena Dunham. Huh. Without the earrings and the hair. That Yes. I'm right. I am right. She is a spitting image of Lena, Lena Dunham. That you New know who York, John Ritter looks like? That star. He looks like Michael McDonald. I don't know, like that guy that does the paintings, the watercolor paintings on TV. Bob Ross. I cannot get over that Water- beard. Watercolor paint. This is why it was so such a failure. No one wanted to see John Ritter with a beard. It'd be like seeing Sigourney Weaver with a shaved head. Or in a movie. <laughs> hey, Deshaun. Yes. Just wanted to make sure you were awake. It sounded to me like he was scrolling through the work groups page. Oh yeah, he was looking at Sisyphean.com. He was He's having uh, all his childhood myths about urbanism and design communities shattered. What's the most depressing comedy you've ever seen, Deshaun? Oh, oh, I don't know. This is going to be a tough one. Uh, can you come back to me? I'm gonna have to think about this one. Yeah, can if you... you would consider this a comedy? I'm not sure. Yeah, that's okay. Don't ask me. What about me. the most or the most depressing movie you've ever seen at all? Mm. And then we can talk about whether it was a comedy or not. 
I think that comedies that are depressing are more depressing than dramas that are depressing. Yeah, sometimes the dramas that are depressing are a little bit heavy-handed. Well, there are some dramas that are so depressing, I don't want to watch them again. Uh, The Savages is one with Philip Seymour Hoffman. That was just like soul crushing. I don't know if I could ever see that again. Oh, I never saw that. Uh, um, Brokeback Mountain obviously was, at least I found it depressing. It yeah. was okay up until the end. The ending was like, was so awful. I can't sit through the movie again. When With I the, saw the clothes in his closet, I'm sorry. Yeah, when he when they when they show the jackets hanging in the. I've actually room. never seen that movie. And then it pans out, like, and just shows his where he's going to be for the rest of his life in that little uh-huh. trailer looking out the window was fucking terrible. Like, I could never sit through that again. Uh, but the movie up until it was not that depressing. I mean, it was interesting, captivating, whatever, but I wouldn't say, like, I was crushed by the most of the film. Um... But when I saw that in the theater, I didn't I didn't cry because I've never cried in my life. But that's one of the few times I've ever seen people actually upset by something. I remember the lights came up and like half the audience was still sitting there crying uh, in the theater. Not me, though. I actually thought of a really good one. Um, have you got, I'm, I'm guessing neither one of you has seen this, but there's this movie. I think it's called Click with with. Um, Adam Sandler. Is that the remote control that can do anything you want it to? Yes, it can like fast forward and rewind and pause time. Okay. But okay. it is horrible. Like it's the beginning, it's like sort of funny. And then at the end, he's like, I think he's he's dying. And he is like regretting missing out on life. Because he fast forwarded through the bad parts. <laughs> and he's like dying and his children are holding him while he dies in the rain outside the hospital of a heart attack. It's spoiler alert. Fucking terrible. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think that's depressing because it's sad or depressing because it was like you couldn't believe that it was a human endeavor that had come together with like hundreds of people? laboring and trying to make it into a film wait what what do you mean (laughs) what did all those people wasted their lives making that film yeah some people think that the space program is like the most useless thing that can be done with money it's why not just deal with earth and help humanity on earth uh, because it's a huge waste of money. Do you think that those people are going to be sorry? Click is like in a couple thousand years I, the space program of movies. No, I actually thought it was a pretty good movie, and wow, very very sad. Huh? Did you know it was going to be sad before you watched it? Because I've seen like a trailer for that or yeah. a poster, and just thought it would probably be. The most inane. No, that's what I thing thought. That you could possibly. Imagine. I watched it because I wanted to watch a movie I didn't have to think about. You said that it was a good movie. Like I would be able to tell you for, without seeing it that it's not a good movie. Um, I haven't seen that, but I know it's not good. Another movie that I don't know if it was supposed to be funny, but Will what Ferrell's in it, so it makes you think it's supposed to be funny. Uh, I don't want to interrupt. I got to interrupt right now. Okay, I'm sorry. Good. 
Did you just see a dog standing on the ceiling? What? <laughs> what? What on earth is happening now? This isn't Strange Brew with the dog that rolls up the roof. There was just a dog standing Hoser, on the ceiling. I, did, I, yes. <laughs> did I imagine that? did not see this. Uh, you're ahead of us. I see the bartender walking through the bar with a syringe. Sobriety sucks, that guy. Yeah. yeah, have you seen the spray-painted room yet? Yeah, we're there right now. Yes, we're just, we just came into it. Okay, I'm like two minutes ahead of you. All right, so we'll be on the lookout for a dog on the ceiling. John Ritter gets up to go to the shitter, and then there's a dog standing on the ceiling. I, I swear. Do you think he's hallucinating? Because he's going through, it's like a delirium No, that's tremens. the thing. It, John Ritter wasn't the one who saw it. Oh. Nobody sees it? It's like the three men and a baby boy? <laughs> I'm the only one who saw it. We're going to know if you've lost your mind in a second. I'm going to hit pause for a second. Uh, the guy just looked up. Oh my god, his shirt? I can picture the duck that guy naked. Shirt? Have you guys, have you noticed the bartender's shirt? Yes, I, I see that. <laughs> I bet someone in your neighborhood has that Oh, shirt there it shirt. is. Chihuahua on the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. Yes. What the fuck is going on now? Now it's like a dream, a whole thing is just a dream sequence from here on out. Um, None of this is real. So that's the thing. If you could have dogs walking on the ceiling, then you've established precedent. There could be dragons flying through the sky. He should be able to walk through walls, travel through time. Anything should be possible at this point if dogs can walk on the ceiling. This is no longer just like a regular movie. It's it's fantasy or science fiction. So it's like in... Uh, he should be not bound by physical limits. Life of Brian, where they that alien spaceship comes and picks him up and they fly through space. Yeah. Yeah. Or like in uh, Zombie Holocaust where it turns from a zombie movie to a cannibal movie in the middle of the movie. Do me a favor. Vi- uh, vice versa. Well, that's just uh, different genres. But I'm saying things that uh, push the bounds of reality means anything should be possible. I mean, it's possible for aliens to visit earth and then leave but like if a guy could alter the molecules in somebody's brain in one scene he should be able to do it in the rest of the film um let me know when you see john ritter slam his therapist's door okay okay and i'll hit play um i have another uh sad movie that's maybe supposed to be a comedy have you guys seen stranger than fiction with will ferrell no. Is that the Bad Religion album? I've been interested in it, but I haven't it's watched actually, it. It's actually very good. It's really like a, like existential kind of thing, but it's huh. he's like mentally ill, so you're not sure what's happening and what's real and what's psyche and reality, but it's, uh, it's really depressing, um, but also I think supposed to be funny. Yeah. Hmm. Because Will Ferrell's in it. That's what. That's kind of what I based it on. But it's it's there's there's funny parts too. In a similar vein, there's a Punch Drunk Love. Oh, with, um, yeah, yeah. With uh, what's his name? Okay, Adam just, Sandler, which you think is supposed to be. Um, you good? You good? Yeah, yeah Punch Drunk okay. Love. Um, or there's also that other Adam Sandler movie with fifty funny first, people, fifty first dates. Oh. With uh, and funny people, funny people, I think was not supposed to be funny though. It's have you seen the up angry and upsetting, but it has a sort of happy ending, I guess. 
the Adam Sandler movie that's not supposed to be funny about September 11th that is funny <laughs> because it's so fucking hackneyed and stupid. No, what is it called? I think it's called Rain Over Me. He uh, He's this guy whose wife and kid die on September 11th and then like he just loses his shit and then Don Cheadle sees him in the street and uh, they used to be friends and uh, Adam Sandler's like obsessed with some video game and he's got a he's got long hair it's it's just so bad do you think we're ready for a funny he, September 11th movie yet well this was it what is it a comedy that just takes place on that day no it was and it was after hours. it took place it took place after September 11th but it was supposed to be really powerful and moving but Adam Sandler trying to act powerful and moving and sad was like humiliating and laughable him playing someone who's just pathetic like in punch drunk love is sad is this a spa why are they dressed the same are those robes it's uh, a doctor's office or a dentist's office they're wearing they wear they will wear silk robes and the receptionist does too um this will be hard to believe I'm saying, but I think that Sandler has demonstrated he does have some ability, like in Funny People and uh, Punch Truck Love, to not just be a total ass. So why does he do things like Funny People and become acclaimed and then make Grown Ups Part <laughs> 6 or some fart or some fart movie immediately after? I will say Grown Ups is... I've seen it, and I think I may have seen both of them, and it is... <laughs> For the okay, like the majority of the people in that are funny on their own. I think Chris Rock's really funny. Um, I even think Kevin James is funny, but oh, that Jesus. is like the wow. worst fucking movie I've ever seen. Like it's it's it. Which one? The first one or the second? Either one? actually, I said okay. I don't know. Both of them are so terrible, but they're just like. Wait, what kind of? What is she doing? What kind of treatment is he getting? You just go there and get electrocuted? Yeah. That's not how you get electrocuted to take away depression, though. No. Is that what he's supposed they, to be doing? Just muscle. I don't know. Spasm? They don't put the they don't put the things on your nipples. <laughs> yeah. He's doing he's doing physical comedy now. Yeah, it's also kind of that woman's fault for her. I love this. Um, it's it's her fault for walking past John Ritter. I don't know if you guys know anything in, about in architecture, prime. but would anyone make a staircase that looks like this past 1985? <laughs> There was a staircase that looked like that at Georgia Tech in their architecture building, but the railing was solid. Yeah, the railing is the problem here. Uh-huh. The turquoise pipe railing. Um, there was definitely a, It's definitely a mall aesthetic, an 80s mall aesthetic. Yeah. There's probably still plenty of them around because they are so durable. People that invested in opening malls must be kind of bummed now because it's not really a thing that any city wants. Like They'll, they'll accept it. But now everybody wants like that outdoor, like strip of yeah. stores. Faux downtown. Yeah. Um, Faux Main Street. Did his 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 uh, his therapist just happen to be in the parking lot, and didn't try to help him? I don't know who that was. That was his that therapist. Was just an old, that was a blind man. I thought that was the guy, the psychiatrist he's been talking to the whole time. That guy was blind. No, not the blind guy. The other guy that's leaned up against the car, just looking at him when he gets. Who was car. just gawking? 
I think that was just another old male. Oh. Yeah, there wasn't. There was no therapist. Even if it was, he's outside of office hours. A therapist isn't going to talk to you for free. I might. I think if it was the therapist, oh, look, they would have done a. Uh, Did you, this is the first time we've uh, seen it's L.A. I, Welcome to I West feel Hollywood. like we just saw a poster for um, that movie with Chris Tucker Twits. and uh, and uh, Jackie Chan. Rush hour. Rush hour, but that seems way too early for that. Yeah. I think it was twins. Oh, was it twins? Looked like it, there was a tall guy and a short guy. Oh, maybe you're right. Not a black guy and an Asian guy. Is this outside of Chateau Marmont? <laughs> Los Angeles County Jail. Thought he was in West Hollywood, though. Did they not have a police force. He got arrested by the sheriff, though, not the local police. Uh. Boys Don't Cry is a depressing movie. It's not, yes. It's not funny. I don't want to see that again. No, that's not no. funny at all. Uh, probably the, the Punch Drunk Love ones are supposed to, I mean, the Funny People one is the only comedy I can think of that's not really a comedy. Maybe it's not supposed to be a comedy. I don't know. There's jokes what in about, it. What uh, about Life is Beautiful? <laughs> it's called Funny People. Um, I haven't seen that one. Is that the one about the Holocaust thing? The kid, they trick his kid into the Holocaust? Yeah, he, well, he... He tricks him that it's not the Holocaust. Yeah, exactly. I refuse to watch that. he gets on, shot uh, by a tank or moral something. Moral grounds. Moral grounds? Uh, or that doesn't, that film, its existence doesn't align with my personal ethics, so I refuse to watch it. Because the guy's Italian? I thought it was a silly premise, and I remember him being like a total fucking clown when he won like Academy Award for Best Man Ever. Yeah, uh, and I found that as as a as a member of the tribe, I found it offensive. So I would never want to watch that film. It makes light of certain subject matter, and knowing that he himself is a cunt, he's so much of a cunt. He's not even a dick that I didn't want he's to. Too, uh, he's too much of a cunt to be a prick. Yes. You guys missed that line. I outtake. Think. That's the outtake. Whatever his name is, Mario Enstroni is too much of a cunt to be a prick. Ro- Roberto Benini. Yeah. You've never heard of him since either, by the way. He's like the uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. of Italy. Um, just to touch on physical '80s comedy, uh, costumes. <laughs> Wearing costumes for comedic effect is the lowest form of entertainment. <laughs> it's worse than puns. Do you have other examples of this? Of uh, people who are dressed up just to be funny? What about yeah. trading places? Mrs. That's Doubtfire. Funny. Trading places is, is funny. When they're on the train. Oh, the uh, African guy, uh, the Swedish guy, and the later hosen. But you're wearing Dan Aykroyd as the Rasta man. <laughs> Highly Selassie or something. Yeah, white guy. Or am with I getting dreadlocks. it turned around? Who who was who was dressed up in that? Oh, and the old guy is a like a drunken Irish priest. The butler is a priest. Uh, J- Jamie Lee Curtis is wearing later hosen, but saying she's Swedish. And she's like a hiker. Yeah, she's got a backpack on, a rucksack, a rucksack, 
uh, Eddie Murphy is just an African guy. Yeah, I think. Uh, oh yeah, that's so right. I think oh, you're right. I'm sorry. What is the what is what's going on here? He thought it was a costume party, and it's not. I think he's just he thinks he's in hiding. He's trying to like go to the party and not be recognized by his therapist and all these women that he slept with. So he dressed up like a genie, thinking they wouldn't recognize him. Huh. And I think he also has on a fake beard over his beard. And the only reason they did that was so we'd laugh that he was wearing a costume, and it did not work because no one thought it was funny. This is a really... His beard does seem bigger. What's that? His beard does seem to be larger, like he has a beard on Maybe, a beard. Maybe he hasn't trimmed it. As you pointed out, this is something you have to keep up with every day. Oh, yeah, it's huge now. Passage of time is being illustrated with body hair. As, as is his level of depression. Can you imagine how much time he has to spend combing pussy out of that thing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Can you estimate that blonde woman's about to? That's probably give him that's a probably why it's, it's all bushy. He's teased it out because he's got a little a little uh, pick. He has to comb through it. A beard comb. Beard pick. Uh, I don't think he can do that shit these days. He just grabbed that woman and kissed her full in the mouth and didn't get slapped or arrested. How is yours ahead of <laughs> yeah, us? Yeah, <laughs> What speed do I you swear have to, to God. set at? Tell me, tell me when he uh, you, when they show him on a payphone. Also, it's all about confidence. I'll, and she's an employee, so she has to let him kiss her. Oh, he's on a payphone. He's calling Marky Mark. A guy in a brown shirt. Yeah, not the color. Yes, the school. Oh yes, Brown University. Where is that, by the way? Does anyone know where that school is? Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah, that sounds right. Really, the joke of the Ivy League. His beard is shorter again. Oh, continuity. That that, f- that phone call took place. In the past. Wallpaper is uh, pretty 80s. It looks like a bloody centipede climbed up the wall. <laughs> I think those are supposed to be fern fern motif. Yeah, it matches the drape. Especially wallpaper over the light switch shield. Yeah. That's fucking tricky. How do you do that? Yeah, you take the shield off and you cut a little piece of paper and you yeah. glue the paper to the it's shield. It's like wrapping a Christmas back. present. That's a strange shape. Yeah, it would have to fold around the back. Yeah. He probably his mother trimmed his beard because he knew that like he was going to come here and eat out this woman. And <laughs> that's his mom. Her being a more mature lady, she probably has a pretty lush bush that he had to uh, mow through. So he cl- trimmed his beard to make it easier. <clears throat> it reminded me to bleep out most of that stuff uh, I said. Yeah. <laughs> Would you be more upset seeing him now engage in a sex scene with his mother or with a woman whose face was just a cavity where her entire face had been surgically removed? That's his mom? Uh, I'd, I'd yes. rather. Okay, I'd rather watch him have sex with his mom than put his penis in someone's face hole. Ooh, look at those cabinets. Because it, it doesn't matter to me. Which do you think would be- better illustrate the lows to which he has sunken? To sleep with his mom or to sleep with a face hole? To fuck a face hole. Yes. 
Yeah, which one of those would better illustrate the lows to which he, his character has sunk? Well, let me ask you one this first. One of them first. is a sex if, crime, and one of them is merely a fetish. What's a, Which one's a sex crime? Uh, incest crime? is definitely a sex crime. Really? Yeah. I'm not sure about that. The mother's like old enough to say yes or no, though. Would you rather hang out with Mike Tyson or with someone who had sex with his mom? <laughs> if you're even thinking about that, then you've got a problem. <laughs> um, I don't want to hang out with anybody. With uh, lock lock my doors. Amsterdam. To answer your question, tell me this: Would you rather? Would you? If, and okay, rather is not the right word. If you were being held at gunpoint. If your mom was being held at gunpoint, you had a choice of having sex with your mom to save her oh, life okay. or fucking someone's face hole, which one would you choose? She would live, but she would live with the knowledge that you had sex with her. Or you'd stick your penis in someone's face. I would charge the assailant and turn the gun on myself and pull the trigger in my mouth. Well, then your mom will still die seconds later. I wouldn't know that. <laughs> because whichever one you would pick, I would say, would help decide. So how much of this are you going to bleep out? <laughs> this is this is another case of... It, this is a very amusing conversation if you're watching the movie. But someone listening to this podcast at home without the video to go along with it, uh, one or more of us sound like assholes. Yeah. I think it would sound hilarious if you bleeped out everything except for. If you said you were going to fornicate with your mom, I'm not going to let her listen to it. I'm just trying to answer the question about this guy. Which one I would think is a lower point. There's no way Probably that the car mom. goes 134 miles an hour. <laughs> Probably the mom, because with any any amount of effort, you could find someone with a giant hole that would let you put your penis in it. There's got to be someone out there who would allow that to happen <laughs> if you applied yourself. But if you can't even put that much effort into it, and so you just sleep with your mom instead, I'd say the mom is probably the lower, the lowest yeah. you can sink. Yes. But it wouldn't bother me if he slept with his mom. It's not my mom. It's somebody else's. Are they at a wedding we haven't, yet? We have, yeah, they are. We haven't talked much about it, but I was also <laughs> curious what you all uh, were feeling. I think Deshaun mentioned this earlier about this movie being a representation of an artist. Do you uh, find this to be a moving or accurate portrayal of a creative lifestyle? Or are there other movies that you that Heather Gray? Uh, have appreciated more for that? Or do you find all representations of creative lifestyles to be embarrassing to watch? Has he created anything? That's what or I was is he just say. in a downward, downward spiral? He hasn't done anything. Like, I understand if you're a manic genius that, you know, requires some insanity or whatever to see the world differently so you're able to produce something that's normal people wouldn't have ever seen or done. But this guy just seems to be fucking around on his spare time. 
Well, can you guess how the movie the, ends? I mean, the, a real movie about a writer or any would be them plugging away, in this case, at a typewriter and not actually doing anything and barely leaving the house and being obsessed with their work, which is not a movie anyone wants to see. There is a movie that is, uh, it's got Ben Stiller. Uh, it's called Permanent Midnight. Mm hmm. It's about the guy who like either created Alf yeah. or was a writer for Alf. Yeah. But at the time, Alf was happening, and it's a funny show everyone loved. The actual writer was like a huge heroin fiend who was losing his mind, and that film like juxtaposes him like showing up, doing his job, and then you know freaking out, uh, ruining his life in the background. It's probably a closer thing of oh. showing a manic activity. And a creative side as well, especially since the creative thing he's doing isn't, you know, fucked up paintings or writing music for the Velvet Underground. It's writing a fucking Alf episode I... and then going home and shooting up heroin. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that movie would be a good film tweak. But that this guy seems they've showed him playing the piano more than they've showed him writing. Yeah. Well, obviously. The movie's going to end with him writing something. Maybe the, so, maybe the screenplay. What I find I, I find interesting is that the whole movie is like setting the stage for him to sit down at the typewriter, a lot like uh, Proust's books, and with him starting to write the whole set of books that you've just read that led up to him starting to write the book. So what we're seeing is everything that's that allowed the book. Instead of reading yeah. the book, we're seeing the life he had to li live to write that book. This is he, like he's... if Proust were straight in the 80s, okay. it would be skin This guy is searching for lost time right now? Yes. Okay. But I what I, what I find really irritating is movies that just throw the creative endeavors in as though they're like these epiphanies or like moments that come out of nowhere oh yeah but make them kind of like romancing the stone well that would be a different conversation but like <laughs> almost pornographic like you're just there to watch johnny cash write uh yeah ring of fire as though it's some kind of sacred moment yeah right when we didn't know it was a sacred moment I, until you're like yeah. it wasn't yeah he didn't go this is my masterpiece. i find those yeah, I find those really humiliating to watch, as though it's like uh, something that you just want to gawk at. Have you ever seen uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story that is a mockumentary, I, or a mock, uh, mockumentary, and it's similar to that sort of thing? Uh, I, I think, think it I saw part of what it. you're talking about pretty well, where it does, like, something absolutely stupid would happen in the in his life, and he just, like, you know, snaps his fingers, oh, that's that'll be walk the line you know like a dumb thing will happen is like there's a masterpiece uh, -huh. uh and there's a similar part that makes fun of those tropes where there's always like a sort of dark period where like the guy's a drunk his wife leaves him then he writes a book in the end and it's all happy um there's a scene where he's like drinking jack daniels smoking pot sleeping with you know having sex with a woman all at the same time and yells this is a dark period oh my god uh, spoofing <laughs> that they always have and it seems like a pretty good time. But, uh, god damn, this is a dark period, and there's, like, four women on him. 
um, heroin needle in one hand. So that reminded me. I did. I remember another depressing movie that I watched the other day. I watched We Need to Talk About Kevin featuring John C. Riley, which is horrifyingly depressing. Oh, but is it supposed to be funny? Not supposed to be funny at all. Uh, uh, there's music playing. It sounds this funny. This is the first song they've had in the film. Can you build a house on the beach like that? It's like four inches from the coast. How's that possible? Tail a little bit ahead somehow. Uh, it's probably high tide. Yeah, that. But you'll you'll see how important that is actually. In a oh, moment. okay. Spoiler alert: Chekhov's high tide. Chekhov's building too close to the water. So his he happens to be that guy's neighbor. Was that? Did we know that all along? Martin Mull's neighbor. Yeah. What? Whose neighbor? I haven't seen him. What? Martin Mull was just standing on the deck of the house next door. I think y'all are in a different point of the movie than me. You've seen the beach house. He was standing there the second the beach house showed up. Has Maybe he e- they cut they cut out Martin Mull's part from your edit. Has he even left the beach house this whole movie? Or has this been all in his head? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I like that. He just had his epiphany. Which you find to be pornographic. Oh no. Is he about to off himself? Yes. Uh. He just died. I don't think he's had the epiphany yet. He has to sit in lotus position first. <laughs> okay, I, w- I was right about this being... Yeah, I just saw it, the scene you're referring to. Um, This is not reality-based. He should be doing anything. He should be able to do anything. If that water scene can happen, then he should be able to fly... Travel through time. Do Inception. Would you enjoy that more? Do Inception stuff. Whoa. How, how did that happen? Oh, he's stuck in lotus position. That's how people drowned. Vices to get to the virtues. That was the bartender wisdom. So why not just have that in the opening of the Wait, movie? Wait, what's and going on? Save, save two hours. <laughs> How is my movie playing so much faster than yours? I don't know. It's a mystery. It's a real mystery. He just he just finished typing his book. Barney's is the name of the uh, restaurant bar. Oh, look at that Coors jukebox. What is that thing? Uh, that that typewriter is at the bottom of a swimming pool. Evian glass bottle. They probably make multiples of them when they manufacture that particular typewriter. Has anyone ever purchased Unless... a book based on the author's photograph? <laughs> Have y'all ever done that? If that were to ever happen, it would be John Steinbeck. That's my favorite author photograph. Hmm. With the mustache and goatee Where he's, thing. And he's holding the cigarette straight up in the air. Like, not how you would smoke it. Yes. It's so good. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh. So he's going to confront the typewriter. That's bad. That's really bad. Yeah. It's also not even a cool typewriter. It's like the least cool typewriter you could have. An electric typewriter? Yeah. He should have written it longhand and had someone type it for him. It would have looked better if he was just scribbling on a yellow pad. 
Yeah, like Winona Ryder and Heathers. Just feverishly getting it out. Slice. Do, do they still make Slice? I don't know. Is it is it now Sierra Mist? Oh, you made out with her again. Does anybody... Does anybody remember the time period in which they were releasing new slice flavors every few months? They had fucking apple slice. Uh, just a bunch of weird shit. It sounds like something children would drink. I don't think I've ever had one. It was. Uh, this, uh, it was is, a soda that bothers me about this. children all those women were into. Cool with him now? He treated them all like shit and they slapped him and stuff. And now they're just like, oh, hey, how are you doing? And that guy likes him. What? I think he was okay with the uh, woman who was the the bodybuilder. Didn't they leave on good terms? Yeah, it seemed like it. When he, she seemed to think it was funny when he went out in his underwear into her dance yeah, that's class. True. I know you didn't grow up in the eighties, Deshaun, but you don't have to like marry the first woman that you kiss. There's <laughs> a good chance that those women got out of it what they wanted to. They didn't put. They didn't exchange fucking promise rings in that dance studio. They have duck at this bar. It's not like the seventies where a football player would just marry his high school sweetheart. Oh, like Invincible. <laughs> Invincible. That was a great movie. That guy's name was Vince. I figured it out last night. Oh my god, it didn't even occur to me. That's awful. Yeah. Invincible. <laughs> Holy shit. Why didn't they play that? Maybe if I had been listening to the dialogue, they would have played or that. Or why was Invince written in all caps? Yeah. That's I dropped disgusting. a uh, uh, Pyrex casserole dish full of brown rice and garbanzo beans on the floor last night, uh, three <laughs> seconds after cooking it. And uh, as I was sweeping it up, while it was still wet, I, it occurred to me that guy's name was Vince. And I wondered if he ever had to do that. Your I, wonder Vince, moment. I wonder if Vince I wonder if Vince Papali ever had to sweep up wet food while his cat stood on the counter watching him. Well the only Pyrex he had was that little like <laughs> fing, yeah. finger bowl, so it wouldn't have been too much of a I guess his wife effort. took all his Pyrex. Yeah, he didn't have any. And if he did, he would have smashed it. I'm starting to lose the... Uh... Oh, I guess the movie just ended. Did it? No. Oh, now there's a... Oh, Ooh, yeah. The bicentennial glow-in-the-dark combo. Rocket pop? Are they in the bar yet? Is it a rocket pop? Yeah, it's just eating a rocket pop in bed. Oh, did he get married? Did he reconcile with somebody? Who is that woman? That's his wife. What is her That's name? Lena Dunham. The actress. That's Lena Dunham? Oh. Yeah. She looks that's weird. She looks so much younger now, it's strange. Um, wait a minute. So there was the woman from Star Trek in the film. What was the point of that? She was his mistress. That was uh what was that? I didn't understand which direction that condom was going um at the beginning that was supposed to make you think that she was his wife yeah coming in on him cheating on her yeah. but it was actually 
his mistress coming in, finding him cheating on the mistress, and then the wife comes in and finds the mistress threatening to kill him. So it just showed what a clusterfuck his life was. So that was his house that the mistress came into. Yeah. And caught them. Because he had a barber chair in his kitchen. Why didn't he just marry the one from Star Trek? Why'd they even have her if it was just going to be those few seconds? You sound like someone in my writer's group. I'm saying, why did they, why didn't they use her for the main role? Why'd they hire someone of her caliber just to show up and leave? Why would they show his car pull up to an intersection if he wasn't going to turn? Why is that other road there? <laughs> don't don't we want to know what's down that road? Cars should always be driving down straight highways without exits or intersections unless they're planning on turning. Someone should make someone should write a poem about that. So what'd you guys think? Um Is it still playing? I turned it off a while back. Well, I'm Is watching the credits. But um I don't I don't really see it. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty depressing, but I don't see it as like horribly, I wouldn't say cripplingly depressing because there is a, like a sort of reconciliation at the end, right? I mean, what's the depressing part? He is depressed, so he acts out in these manners, but nothing he's doing is inherently wrong or depressing. Well, no, he's drinking all the time. Like, that's pretty depressing. But he's already depressed. But at the end, he stops that. drinking. That's what I'm saying. There's a reconciliation. Like he, he, he stops drinking. He writes a best-selling novel, right? Yeah. We're only sad for him if he can't function, and the only function he has in life, the only purpose, is to write that book. He there's no other need for him to be on the planet except for he has to write that book. Would you say that the, the high point of the plot, is actually the low point in his life, where the dog is on the ceiling? Yeah, and he's in the little weird rehab room. Oh, well, when he's getting electrocuted? Was that supposed to stop his addiction? When his bartender is, uh, whatever, riding out his DTs with him. Mm. Oh, I figured the high point was probably when he got to sleep with the woman from Star Trek. That was probably Which the happened before the movie. That was probably the even best, started. Yeah, that was probably his uh the best thing he's done. Huh. Uh yeah, it'd only be only be depressing if he didn't write the book. Yeah, I guess that would be leaving Las Vegas though. <laughs> I think that's a similar plot, but the guy doesn't turn around. Yeah. Well, if you guys want to watch well, it again, it? I had to rent it for 21 hours. <laughs> I might I might never watch it again, but I would like to see what he's talking about. I didn't ever hear anything that he said. Yeah. Uh or follow the plot at all. I just saw random flashes of rooms. What is what what are your thoughts on it, uh Amsterdam? Well, I the only other time I had seen it was in 1989 and I remember 
old, being old enough to both be titillated by the brief nudity, but also understand how hopeless his life seemed, and I think that really bothered me. That's probably why it stands out to me. To be hopeless enough to go home with that bodybuilder, huh. that, that was that was pretty traumatizing to me. It was a. You thought it was sad yeah. because it wasn't what you would do, or you could sense that he actually had no joy, that he was joyless as he was going through these motions. Yes, or you just latter. thought that it's not what you would want to do. And it, I, there's no way I could identify with any of it at all. But I do have empathy, like I was saying about William Styron. I can't identify with being so successful, but still wanting to die. Yeah. But I can still, I can still see that being sad. Yeah. For someone. But watching it now, I I don't feel the same way. Maybe because I didn't actually watch it. Yeah. But I don't I don't feel any sense of uh, hopelessness for him or anything like that. He just seems he seems like a jerk. Yeah, nothing that he did seemed sad to me. It would only be sad if it was destructive and he didn't want to be doing it, but I couldn't really tell if he cared or not what he was doing. Uh Someone just objectively destroying their own life, especially in fiction, doesn't really matter to me. I mean, it's there for our titillation. We we're watching it so we can see them be destroyed. So I had, I had no sympathy for him. But again, things might change if I ever heard anything that he said and understood his actions. It seemed to me like he was having a good time. Yeah, maybe if you heard his conversations with his analyst that would help. <laughs> I didn't realize he was uh, going through DTs I just saw him hanging out and then he was smiling yeah it was kind of kind of a confusing timeline uh, then there was someone playing a alto sax at some point that should have been run over <laughs> one of those saxophones that's just straight That looks like a clarinet. Anyone that plays a saxophone, I won't say should be killed, but they should be stopped. Are you going to get into this shit again? That's the worst instrument there is. I know that you uh, are not sincere about that. Remember when Bill Clinton, remember when it was like a cool instrument and Bill Clinton played one at the uh, his inauguration? No. Really? You mean... On the Arsenio Hall show? I remember him playing saxophone in his campaign trail. I never thought, wow, this is cool. Well, yeah, but it was... That's when it stopped being cool. (laughs) When you saw some doughy, fat, white-ass guy playing a saxophone terribly. When that that college girl asked him on on Rock Your Vote, do you wear boxers or briefs? And he said briefs. That's when boxers (laughs) became cool. (laughs) And was when was that? Was that right around the time that was that, uh, Nirvana was probably yeah, yeah coming out? Yeah, so I was right. That was kind of a uh, confluence of forces. Both Nirvana looking like they wouldn't wear briefs under their clothes. You couldn't see it, but you. Could I would tell. guess Nirvana didn't wear. I would guess Bill Clinton. This is the breakdown. Wouldn't. Kurt Cobain didn't wear underwear at all. Chris Novoselic really? probably wore boxers i'm guessing uh what's the guy who plays drums who's like in foo fighters yeah n- nobody cares about he him. probably wears 
he probably wears briefs. He probably wears an adult diaper because he's you know he's playing drums. <laughs> right. Not not everyone is Josh Allen. He's not doing a film tweak. Hmm. Well. Well, I think I think this uh, has run its course here. I I appreciate you guys watching this movie and uh, humoring me with it. It was interesting to see it again after twenty five years. So thank thank you, tweakards and home tweakers and uh, travel tweakers, RV tweakers. We'll see you next time for. Repo Man, starring Emilio Estevez. I don't know who else is in the movie. To me, that movie is about Emilio Estevez standing in front of a car. That's my that's my Jiffy tweak of Repo Perfect. Man. <laughs> uh, Less Than Zero, starring Emilio Estevez, Harry Dean Stanton, The Circle Jerks, and Lee Ving. No. Yeah. Yes. Wait, is that less than zero or repo man? Yeah, you said less than zero. Repo man. I wish I wish that less than zero had those guys, but in fact Repo Man. Repo Man starring Emilio Estevez, Harry Dean Stanton, the Circle Jerks, and Lee Bing. Alright. I think See and you guys Adrian, next time. Adrian Barbeau. Good night, everyone. Oh. Wow. Adrian Barbeau. You have been listening to Film Tweakers. Please visit on the web at filmtweakers.com to hear more movies getting tweaked. You can also find us on iTunes as well as at twitter.com slash filmtweakers. Send us an email or tweet us a tweet if you'd like to tweak our performance or to suggest the next film.